Alright guys, uh, welcome to episode 6, episode 6 of the Halo series that we've been watching. This is episode 614 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Danny. Daniela, we have a lot to cover. A lot took place in this particular episode. Uh, we did the the reading of the points, which we'll share with you listeners for sure. This episode was really, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that went on this particular episode. So Daniela, how are you? Uh, any initial thoughts at the top? How's everything? Um, I everything's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one because I think um, on our last when we were talking about episodes four and five, um, I was like I told you I was tired of seeing Quan and and Soren because it wasn't adding anything. Like I want to know more about Master Chief, so they come out with episode six, and I'm like, oh my goodness, yes, yes, this is this is kind of what I wanted to have more development, more to the story. Like I need to know. Stop jumping back to to them where it's not adding anything for me right now okay so do you think they're going to add additional uh context for them and the next one yeah they they will i think they're going to be i think there's going to be a good focus on whatever uh soren and and kwan are doing um but i definitely just i i, I was getting kind of tired of like this back and forth with these subplots like I understand why it makes sense sometimes but I think it was just getting to a point where it's a little bit overkill. So I have so much appreciation and, and love for this episode right now. And I, 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 there's like starting to get into like this nitty gritty of stuff. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, uh, it's, it's good. It's good. All right. So we started at the top triage chief. Uh, he's hurt. Of course, uh, we see him and Kai at the beginning and um, just walk me through your thoughts on what you, where you were feeling when you were watching that particular uh, section. I'm not necessarily sure if he's like physically hurt as he is just mentally right now. I think he's just at that breaking point because that's a lot to take in. Um, he handled like that entire fight um, a little bit more gracefully than Kai did, which obviously she's on the table. I don't know what they're doing or what they were pumping her with. Yeah. That, um, you know, Vanak and, and Riz were just like, you know, just like, let go. It's okay. And they're just like, give her another one. I'm like, are you muscle relaxers, pain relievers? Um, you know, and they has like, I, I guess behind where uh, Master Chief was sitting, they had like this piece of equipment there. It's like, is that some like really high tech way of, you know, resetting bones or doing evasive surgery in a very graceful manner? I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like Kai took like, a heck of a beating um and obviously you, you see that she's she's pretty hurt so i'm not too sure how much of that that pill that inhibitor that they use also prevented pain yeah but if if it was also a pain inhibitor so they can keep fighting and ignore whatever was happening to them um that would probably also be the first time that she's having to live and suffer through that Right, exactly. Which because she's so exactly so incredibly overwhelming to not just your nervous system, but mentally too, because you never had to develop that mental strength to just like grit and bear it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I think that was one of the things that really caught my uh, attention when I was watching it because you could see like those emotions are raw and extremely visceral, right? And I agree with you. I don't think she's ever been in a place to experience anything like that. Now that you remove the pellet, you feel out of place. You're feeling all these emotions that you've never felt before. And it's interesting to see how uh, she's navigating through that on the table. And, you know, even later on, we see in the episode as well. A lot. I just kind of, I'm amazed that they didn't ha do an examination of Master Chief, though. That is that is definitely what amazes me. It's like, yeah, you, obviously it's like visually and obviously Kai is hurt. They're going to do the examination on her. But the fact that they saw Master Chief fly an aircraft into another aircraft, do a crazy landing and get into this fight. And you didn't think like we should examine you too. Right. Or do they just wait for the Spartans to just come up to them like I'm ready for my examination? Yeah, I think he, he, well, typically, even in the previous episodes, they have to report for diagnostics after, right? Post anything. So the fact that I agree with you, they didn't do that 
is very interesting. And we'll see how that plays out now. Well, yeah, but but I don't want to go too far ahead because there's there's a lot of things that took place in this particular episode. So then um, even in the, I guess, the triage area, uh, Dr. Keys and the patient, Mackie, um, I guess she was sleeping or under this, you know, particular, I, I don't know what you want to call it, trance or this, or if she's acting, you know, within the context of what her mission is. And Dr. Keys was recording the audio uh, samples for, I guess, whatever is going to take place with that in the future, if Kai is going to help her with that or anyone else. But what do you think about that whole situation there? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I want to see how that plays out and what okay. happens. Cause I That's feel fair. like there's a lot that can happen there. That's fair. Okay. So then, then we'll move on. Okay. So this, so that, that part took place. Next thing that we did see is, there was an episode, I don't remember which one it was, but I know we talked about it, where uh, their, the Cortana's capability, you know, with Chief, what's the max that she can do or cannot do, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that even when she was first created in, in this particular series, uh, she mentioned, you know, what her original design was. And I believe Dr. Uh, Halsey said, well, not right now, you know, we're going to do these things in stages, right? So she was like in the beginning, she was supposed to take over the whole Spartan, right? Like yeah. that's what it sounded like, right? From what we got from the original episode. So, so seeing this particular part was interesting. So chief locks up uh, Dr. Halsey in this um, contaminated uh, room, this, this lab, if you will. And they go back and forth with that. Um, just go ahead and talk about the rest of that. what did you think about that whole thing? So, uh, okay, so the entire scene where he's going through giving Cortana this, like, history lesson, which I don't believe Cortana needs this history lesson. Right. At all. Like, but I see it as as a fan standpoint. This is, like, a great place for them to put Halo lore, which I'm not too sure if that's in any of the Halo games. I, I don't know what what that is, but I think that, like, that's a really great way of, of in, including including gaming lore into things if the, if that's what it was because he was just giving this entire lesson plan here which i think if i was cortana and being this all-knowing being that she is um would probably go and fix, fix that little patch issue right um but i find it very interesting that cortana really held out because I 100% believe that she is capable of taking over and controlling the Spartan or Master Chief. And he is really pushing her bluff on that one. And I think Cortana was really banking that, like, if I just let it get down to zero, he's going to see that I cannot do this or believe that I cannot do this, even though right. I fully I'm capable of doing it so that I can still stay on his side. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Which because she, she could do it. Yeah. That was just wild. Just, that, that was just wild watching that play out. But so now he, he fully trusts her for now. Well, trust is a very interesting, like I wouldn't use trust, but how he explained it was the limitations. Right. Right. Now I'm aware of your limitations, which is a lie. Yeah. Right. Because that's not what Cortana was originally implanted for or what Dr. Halsey made the council believe was her purpose and how to control him. Um, and But that's ultimately what she wants. She wants these AIs implanted into her Spartans to have this fully capable soldier um, that she doesn't have to worry about them trying to find their individuality like Master Chief is right here. Um, it was definitely a very interesting gamble, I think that cartana took yeah but so I think it was a very calculated one yeah it was and so there's some level of independence we could say on how she approaches and making decisions yeah definitely it is and i think she analyzed it and calculated this this risk based off of whatever she already knows master chief is and what he's looking for right yeah that was that was a very interesting moment 
That was a very, very interesting moment. So from there, we moved to a human among the covenant, which we know uh, what's happening there with Mackie. And then we have the council round table on who is going to be the scapegoat for the entire situation that took place on the battlefield. Thoughts on that? Well, just, just so like that last little bit when um, Dr. Halsey was sitting on the floor after she gets pulled out of the room, like there is fear in her eyes. And then to go into this next scene and everything that happens, like she is so cool, calm and collected. Yeah. I would be so paranoid. <laughs> But she's not, she, you know, she's not going to ruin her Spartan program. Um, but the entire council going into that, they know the risks. Like they, they just have no faith. I, I just feel they just, just, they just want to go a different route. Yeah, they definitely want full control and go on a different route for sure. Uh, we see that happening there. And then from there, we go to uh, Chief and Mackie, the blessed one in the cell for the first time. You know, um, can I get you anything? Are you good? You know, all that, that kind of vibe. And she just looks like so innocent. Like, you know what I mean? Like that whole situation in the cell for the first time that they met. Um, thoughts on on that particular scene? She plays that innocence a little bit too well. Very well. But even even walking walking into the cell, Master Chief, you had that one um, soldier that was standing outside of her cell saying, you know, give him hell. And, you know, there's like human living amongst the covenant. Like that soldier obviously doesn't trust her. Right. Like, there's something weird and shady about it. Um, It was... Definitely an interesting interaction. But for me, if I was in Master Chief's shoes or literally anybody else's shoes, I was having interaction with Maki. She is far too clean, far too kind, far, far too, I guess, normal to be like this, I guess, convincing I don't know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Convincing. <sighs> I'm trying to think of the word right now. It's escaping me at the moment. Uh, prisoner of the covenant. Mm. Like even, okay, like, I guess in my mind, if I was a prisoner and I was like going to be useful to, you know, to whoever captured me, like, I, I wouldn't believe that my captors would still be nice to me or close me or anything like that. They're just going to use me for whatever they need me for and throw me back in my dungeon and force me to do any of these things. I don't think I would come out being as nice as she apparently is being to everybody. I'd, I'd be really super susceptible and very, very cautious about this person. Um, the other thing that I took, and this is this goes throughout the entire episode, but it, it's uh, the first <laughs> the first time that they meet the size in general of Maki and Chief. Right. They make her so look so tiny and Chief look so huge. I was like, he looks like he's seven foot tall. Or she's three feet tall. I don't know. Yeah, the camera angles are very interesting with that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Just like, um, it, it, again, like later on in several scenes later that we'll talk about, like the same thing when he's standing in the room with uh, was Miranda. Like she looks incredibly tiny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that that entire action, and I think she, um, what I think is very interesting about Maki and that thing too, is that there was slightly like a mind game that she realizes that she was kind of putting him through. I don't think she knows really what Spartans really are capable of or built to do it. Like I I'm sure in a general sense she does, but like truly like what they're capable of, but to see that there's this, like his facial expressions change and everything like that. I think she was trying to really take advantage of that which caused, you know, Chief to kind of like have this slight little panic and just like kind of storm out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting to see the dynamics of that. Uh, and, and the first time that they met uh, in the cell and yeah, but we definitely have more in the cell stuff uh, in a little bit, but she, she does look like extremely small, but 
we do see that when we talked about it previously with the warrior and herself when they were having that conversation in the cave, right? Yeah. That that's just a, a very, very stark difference and and height and and built. Like it's just incredible to to see how they were managed to I think that the beauty of, of that whole section for me is um when we see stuff like that is how they were able to convey so much in one scene. And I think they're doing a good job on how they're playing out of the episodes. So from there, there we go to a, go ahead. There is a scene that happens after it. That's like, there's no context to it. Like after, um, after, okay, well the information that she did give chief, I feel like it is a trap. Um, I think she knows that there's, yeah, it's really, a goose chase. Yeah. There is a trap, I think. And, um, it's like a total setup for them. But it was right after that um, where you have Master Chief signing the room with the artifact and he's just staring at it. He doesn't touch it. He just stares at it. I that that entire scene, because it's just looking at him through the window and like as it's panning out, um, like the black bars on top and bottom kind of get bigger and his like the view of him kind of gets smaller. I really kind of like that visually. Because for me, what I took away from that was that as as Master Chief is unlocking more, understanding more and seeing how this artifact is affecting his life, what was what made his world and him bigger than life? It's like his world is slowly shrinking and what he knows and understands is not as vast as what he previously perceived. Mm. That's like, that is some type of like little thing that I was taking away from just this, like, I think it was like three seconds before they go into, um, you know, Dr. Halsey being interrogated here. Yeah, that, that was, that was dope. Um, I definitely, I'm going to have to go back and, and look at that scene because I've been watching these things two, three times, skimming over, looking at different parts. So I'm going to go focus on that for sure. Uh, and uh, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, so there, from there, we go to the interrogation uh, of Dr. Halsey, you know, so we can say Dr. Halsey in a hot seat. And I mean, she's brilliant. She's she's brilliant in so many different ways. Uh, and we see that on display uh, in this room, in this interrogation room, as well as in some of the previous episodes already. But uh, the interrogation, what do you think of that? So they're obviously trying to use her as a scapegoat and take all the blame. So this is why she's getting this interrogation here. Um, but we're, we're not, I don't know if we're going to see really like any part of any more of that, of whoever was interrogating her. But then you have Chief that just like storms in because he needs answers. And I like how nobody questions his, what he demands. <laughs> They're just like, oh, big dude come in. Oh, sure. You can totally have the room and interrupt this serious investigation that we have going on <laughs> but yeah come in um but i i love love this this interaction in the sense like he's getting this information like he's he's very going to be direct and upfront even though he has like no trust in her but again she lacks that fear like do you understand your last interaction with him he just tried to kill you right but she's cool, calming, and collected uh, to be answering his questions. And, you know, I, I think for the most part, she is being honest. Um, I think the most honest and direct, I think she's been with somebody other than probably her assistant. Yeah, uh, in a long time, for sure. Yeah. So to actually put that out there but i think the bigger the bigger part of the scene is which is very interesting is how you had captain keys the admiral and miranda just kind of like i don't even know how to explain it ghost in yeah like flying a wall type of thing audio yeah, yeah to just uh listen in on their scene and again you have like miranda who's standing there who looks like she's two, three feet shorter than Master Chief. But to learn this about her mother, I think that was the most impactful thing is to to learn this. Where I think Admi the Admiral and Captain... Well, obviously Captain Keys knows what she kidnapped these children. Absolutely. To use for this, obviously. But like the Admiral is... She's not shocked by it. So she must have known. Yeah. And just 
turned a blind eye. And then you have Miranda. Well, compl- they're both like, complicit, which they mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know to what degree they were complicit to, or at least the Admiral was complicit to. Captain Keys, I think, was just along, like, just went along with it and knew from the be- beginning. And protecting his Admiral, daughter as well. Was, yeah. Was, I think, the most shocked about. Like, I just didn't know her level of, of involvement into it until this scene. Yeah, the the thing too is like the whole time he was making sure that, you know, his daughter was protected, right? Away uh from all this stuff, right? Yeah. To the best that he could from his you know, ex. I don't know what you want to call, right? We don't know. Were they ever I don't know. Then we'd have to look that up. Um, but that whole interrogation as she's going through, uh sharing the information, and it was just Hey, so you want to know, here it is. This is what took place. And, and just, uh, it was, it was very interesting how she shared it. it. It's how dark it is really when you think about it. Right. Yeah. And just uh, going through that whole interrogation process. And then in the meantime, we still find out that uh chief is sick and he's, he's navigating through that process. And uh, he has a conversation. If you want to call it that with Cortana, uh, go solve problems. Do go go do what you do, right? Yeah. So so there's there's that. Any thoughts on that that particular scene? Um. Uh, I I I just really don't understand Cartana at the moment. Okay, what do like, you mean? I want to know where she is at in processing all of this. Okay. Obviously, she she knows like every almost everything but she didn't bring up not questioning she's still on like team halsey side yes it's her creator but she's like this evolving ai this learning ai that's attached to chief's feelings so like how can she just have still trust in her creator and not questioning it i'm not saying that she's going to immediately not trust dr halsey but at least to question what is happening with the information that she does have, what Dr. Halsey is saying and what chief is She's acquiring real yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting how that plays out because she's learning a lot. She's learning a lot and she's getting data that she didn't have before because the Pella is no longer there. Right. Yeah. And, and then, um, then you have like when, when chief goes to visit Kai too, um, Kai is another person that I'm very, very interested in about how this is involving and how she's unlocking and learning everything too, because I, I obviously her memories aren't unlocking like Chiefs was. Eventually it will, but she takes it a little bit with more stride and grace hmm. to, to learn this information than, you know, Master Chief is. Yeah, I um she's she's dealing with a lot. She almost died on the battlefield, right? And Chief saves her. She's she's back into uh the the home base, if you will, and he's learning a whole bunch of information. I think at one point she asked him, Are you okay? Right? And he went back into like, you know, hey, we're gonna need you get you know kind of like get well soon you know soldier kind of thing and not really allowing it's almost like you you don't have the pellet anymore but yet he's still trying to make sure that he's protecting her in the midst of everything that's going on while he's getting all this information to the point where it was said uh, within that particular conversation you know everything she told us was a lie right And then just going through that, you know, emotion of all those things, six, you know, from six years old to where they are now, you know, from augmentations to trainings and all the things that they've gone through, this is where they are. And to learn that all that stuff, you know, flash clones that were put in their homes to, I mean, it's, it's a lot of information to process. Um, And, and yeah, uh, so they're dealing with a lot. And then from there, uh, what do we have? Go ahead. What the the somewhat of a work relationship that Chief and Kai have, I am 
I'm glad that the decision creatively was to have him share this with Kai. Um, because I'm really tired of like movies and TV shows where the main character withholds information from people that he's supposedly supposed to trust and be close with. Yeah. So I really like that the there's a decision there to allow Chief to, you know, this is what I learned and he's passing on. But somebody he can potentially share these experiences with because she doesn't have her her paladin anymore. Yeah. Um that you can relate to. It. Yeah, yeah, that he can relate to, but also it's because this is his team. And one of their core objectives is that you have to trust your life in your fellow Spartan's hand. Right. Like this is this is a person that's got your back. So he's still sticking with that. Like, I got your back. Here's you got my back. Here's what I know. I will tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciated that. Uh, absolutely. And then from there, we go to Admiral and Dr. Halsey and they have that, you know, exchange. You know, this is the promotion that you'd never give, you know, Miranda. And I mean, she was she was not happy about that. So I, I got a, a question about that one. So did she not give Miranda the promotion because of one, either she wanted all of the glory to herself, two, to protect her doctor or her daughter, or three, because her husband or ex-husband, whatever it is, Captain Keys, does not want her involved and up there to have access to information to be involved in. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. I, I don't know which one of those decisions or why it wasn't given to Miranda because obviously in the past episodes you see that she Miranda's kind of like kept in the dark on a lot of things and right. not appreciated for her intelligence and her capabilities. Do you think um, she's protecting her? I I don't. I really don't. I feel like if if she didn't want to give, you know, Miranda that that promotion or whatever it is, I think it's either one she wanted that glory to herself. And doesn't like believe her daughter's really that smart. Right. Or two, because Captain Keys asked her not to. I don't yeah. think it's because necessarily she cares. Okay, so I'll go. I'm going to go with that she cares about her. And if I'm wrong with that, then I don't know. We'll see. Tom will tell. History, I guess, of the series will play out to see if I'm right or wrong on that. Because she almost died on the battlefield, too. And her mother and was that's concerned. The only, that's the only thing. That was the only redeeming thing. Like, okay, you might care about your daughter just a little bit. Right. So so there's that scene. And then there's something later, which um, which we'll talk about. I think I have it here as well. So, But I'll, I'll pause on that and we'll come back to that. So um, I do believe that she cares and... You know, maybe we'll build on that and in the next couple episodes. Uh, so from there, we move to Miranda and Mackie. Um, there was a section in that particular exchange where Mackie stares at the change of clothes. And I don't know if that's tied to. So remember, like in previous episodes, when she was taking off uh, the other garments to put on the other one, there was this. I don't know what, what you would what would you call that? Like she was slowly removing the garments to put on the other garments and the what does that mean in relation to identity right who I, who am i really you know going from these garments to go to the the other garments and then from there going from those garments that i have on to the fact that i'm exchanging those garments to unsc provided as a prisoner right like what were, what would you think about all that I'm not too sure. I didn't take too much from it. Other than maybe she's a little bit shocked of kindness that's being given to her. Mm. Because obviously she was with the Covenant for so long. She has a hatred towards the human race along with the Covenant. But the Covenant, I, I feel like they would tell her false stories, not necessarily on purpose, but what their beliefs of what human kind is like, like they're uncaring, unloving and and you know her last experience you know living with humans was on that planet as a little kid where they were given nothing they were living in trash right so to come back to it to be surrounded by them and to be given something it's just kind of like well you know that's a little di bit different so you think it's kindness that she's examining what's happening real time while she's a prisoner 
Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. And then from, I think that same scene we had chief, like his hand was shaking. Oh, cause he's still going through all that stuff while he was listening to that particular conversation. Any thoughts there? He's just losing it. I don't know. He's hurt or just nerves. <laughs> right. It's nerves. And it's how nerves. Do you deal with those emotions, kind of like how Kai was dealing with that pain. He's dealing with like anger, frustration, loss, um, and just all of these negative emotions that, you know, it, it can really break anybody down, really. People who have had to deal with it like their entire life, like it, it really breaks you down. But to, to be experiencing those things all at once for the first time, really. That's a lot. That's overwhelming mentally. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. It's a huge stress factor that he's never had to deal with before. Yeah, I agree with that. So then from there he moves and he checks his health on the ship. And then we get the update with um, the particular region that Mackie suggested gets explored by the UNSC, but nothing was there, right? Because I think Captain Key said it might as well be a black hole because there's nothing there. So Wild Goose Chase, what do you think? Any additional uh, thoughts on that? That it may be a trap. Maybe a trap. That cool. Maybe. Okay. Well, a couple possibilities that I'm, I'm going with that one is that maybe the Covenant knows that they can't see what's in there, that they ignore that area. So they've made a base there thinking it was safe. Mm. or that they have stuff there that they're going to plant kind of as a, as a decoy possible pseudo base to give that possibility like, Oh, maybe Maki was telling the truth. We're going to send, you know, soldiers, Spartans there to take back this stuff. But the covenant knows that they're coming and super prepared. They just give this illusion that it is their safe base, but they're really just going in for their death or what the covenant believes will be their death and ruin. Mm, interesting. Okay. Fair enough. So more on that, I'm sure we'll see how things play out on the next couple of episodes. So we're at six. So there's three more at this point. Cause I think there are nine in yeah. total, man, but it's been good. It's been really, really good. Uh, there's just so much going on there. And it's one that, I know that I'll go back and watch the different bits and pieces of it for, for a long time because I think they did a fantastic job with the entire series. So we, we leave that particular scene with them not finding anything in that particular region. And then we see Dr. Halsey and the assistant in the, I guess you can call it the isolation chamber, if you will, right? This is where you're going to be um, isolated for now, punished if you want to say that. You stay there. And we have the whole exchange of the assistant and Dr. Halsey and how much he really is a brilliant person too, right? I think we've we've seen different bits and pieces of him in a previous episode, but this episode gives us a resume, if you will, of his work and what he's done uh, as well. Thoughts on that whole exchange? So where, where do we start with this? <laughs> okay. Um, First, you get Dr. Keys and she finally, you know, gets, you know, recognition and all this other stuff. And they supposedly were sending Dr. Halsey to wherever they're sending her to. They know that she's a smart, intelligent woman. And to some certain degree, she's kind of dangerous with how mischievous and underhanding she can be. Why are you going to let her have her assistant? Right. Like that man can go kind of go in and out right now. As far as I'm I'm concerned, like Dr. Halsey is the one that's being punished. But you give this assistant like almost kind of free reign in some way. Yeah. Like why are you going to let her have the assistant? Like that's, I, I don't, I don't understand. I fully still hundred percent believe that he's in love with, with her. Yeah. I do but believe yeah, he's that. He's a brilliant too. man. He's still creepy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, we see that and we see the exchange. And then from there we have. OK, so Kai and the Spartans, right? What do you think about that? I kind of went to Keys. I don't know if Go I ahead. would classify it as an awkward interaction. OK. 
as it was possibly hurtful. Okay. All right. Tell because me more. She, go, she, she goes into there, right? And she goes and talks. And I think Kai is naturally, I think if she didn't have all those things, she's just naturally a bubbly, happy person. Right. So she goes in there. She's hurt. Obviously, she's recovering. And you have um, Vanak and Riz just continuing on their daily, whatever it is, talking about weapons and artillery. Tactics. And yeah. Whatever, whatever have you. But they didn't ask, they didn't ask Kai how she was doing. They didn't ask Kai what she was experiencing. They didn't, they didn't really do like this kind of wellness check on her. Yeah. They just continued on like it was nothing. So the way that I take it is that, okay, well, I I guess I'll just continue what I would normally do. And it's just that lack, I I guess, of sympathy or even empathy. They they can't experience that right now. Yeah that Kai is like a little bit hurt, but she understands why they have their, they have their pellets in still. Right. I I think she doesn't know what she was going to go into, but then to get that type of reaction, she knows it's normal for a Spartan. That's what she's supposed to be doing, but to have to experience it, like hurts a little. Right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting thing. Um, Yeah. No, you, you've you've covered that uh, really well. So uh, next thing we have Dr. Keys in the lab. Uh, first time walking around in the lab. Uh, starstruck, maybe? Because now yeah. she's in that position now, right? And just walking through that. Any thoughts on that? She got her mom's lab and she's getting this recognition. And she like, you, you saw where she was working before. It was kind of, you know, not as nice, not as fancy, not as like accessible to all these tools that she probably needs and wants. And now she has it and she's like, oh, my God, this is all mine. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, some starstruck uh, stuff happening there. And then she tries to access that room where uh, the the cloning was taking place and access, of course, denied. And then now she has to go speak to her mother. Uh, So you have a mother daughter. uh, Keys visits her mom, not because she really wanted to. Right. But because, hey, she had to in the context of of the situation that was taking place. And then we have the whole thing with the mom. And so, okay. So this goes back to some of the things they were talking about before uh, in relation to does she care? Does she not care? Um, But go ahead. what do you think about that whole exchange? So that transition and everything there. The mom is definitely somewhat of a narcissist. Like, Leave a message, see me. I'm going to block you from these things, which I don't know how her mom gets access to block her from like, you know, these bio thing that she was trying to unlock and see. Um, So like be forced to go see her mom, which obviously she really doesn't want to. It's like you're taking away like this really great moment for me right now. But I will go and see you because I need full access to this lab. That entire spiel that Dr. Halsey gave to Miranda, I do not believe a single ounce of it. Okay, why not? Well, okay. Initially, I thought, okay, maybe this is a nice, sweet thing. And they, she gives the whole thing. She gives her crocodile te- tears over there and has that special moment. But then to see that when Miranda leaves, that she's... Wearing this contact that she gives to her assistant, I don't know what that does really, other than I'm pretty sure it was probably just scanning her facial features. That's the entire reason why she just wanted to hold her daughter and like give a reason why she's staring at her for so long and intensely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to give some tears so that my daughter will look at me and I can get a good scan of her face. I don't believe she cares. Okay. She's just manipulating the situation and lacks any sympathy or empathy or care for her daughter in that sense. Like, no, I need access to the rest of my lab. So I'm going to be using you and I need this. So I need you to stare at me and I'll pretend to cry and have these feelings so that I can. I don't know. Scan I, you. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be on the other side of this one for now, um, because. Yes, I agree with you with everything that took place in the room. 
yes, she was, you know, holding her daughter to get the scan for the contact to get access or have have Cortana be able to, you know, move through, you know, different sections to get to her. It's that's not the part that really has me on the other side, if she cares or not. It's after she was asked, um, you know, did you get a good look and all that stuff? She called, you know, the assistant back out. And then how she like paused and thought about how that went afterwards is what leads me to believe that there may be not a lot of ounce or ounces, but there's at least maybe half an ounce that she actually cares about her after that whole exchange. The way they paused and they they allowed you to see her, you know, like not necessarily comfort level, but her, okay, this is how this just went. And she had like time to pause and reflect. So that few seconds of her pausing and reflecting and how she was just thinking about how the exchange just went leads me to believe that there may be an ounce of care in there somewhere, even though she was kind of like playing her to get access for Cortana to, to reach her into that particular room. So that's why I stand on that side. All right. I don't know about it. I think Miranda has like some sense like, Oh, my mom loves me as a viewer. She's confused. Your mom doesn't. She's confused because it's like, where is this coming from? And now she has to go process that her mom was actually crying, you know, now enough of that, you know, blah, blah, blah. So now she has to go process that whole thing. But again, we're, we're dealing with ounces when it comes to Dr. Halsey, right? We saw her, her daughter was on a battlefield and she was running into that particular room and she went out to make sure that she was safe. So she didn't have to do that. So that's twice, okay? And well, in my opinion, that's uh, that was the first time, if we want to call that a first time. And the second time, in my opinion, is that after that whole exchange, you know, how she reacted afterwards when she asked um, her assistant to come out, and you know, that whole exchange, and then they kind of like leave the camera on her for a little bit before they they switch the scene. So we'll see, we'll see. But that's um, my opinions on that. So we are at, uh, so, uh, keys and chief in a lab. So yeah, we're, we're going through, um, how he is. What do you think about those exchanges? Keys and chief in a lab and all that. What do you think about those exchanges? Um, I hope he develops a good amount of trust in Miranda. I think Miranda's going to be a little bit more open about stuff and has a caring touch. Hmm. Um, uh, but again, Miranda's like kind of, kind of taking in the 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 Spartan program and not really fully knowing what she's getting into yet mm. um and and to a degree because like just this last couple of episodes this is the first time he's she's really had any real interaction with any of the Spartans and now she gets to experience this kind of relationship building with with chief um it's definitely, definitely interesting. And I'm, I'm glad to see them interacting. I think that was like a big part for me is to have, to have that. Yeah. I um, absolutely agree with that. So from there, chief and Mackie round two in the cell, a little bit more interesting, right. With how things were going to play out in the next couple of scenes. what do you think about their interaction there? I think it's so interesting because I'm not sure what to make about with Mackie really or Maki. In uh, terms of intentions or what do you mean? Yes, because I know she has the ultimate thing that she wants. So like she promised a covenant mercy that she'll bring the demon's head and the other artifact, yada, yada, yada. But she also seems to be giving a lot of information about her interactions with the different artifacts and what she had to endure and that, um, you know, giving into it and just letting go and finding, finding peace within them and using them as a tool. Like it was, it's very interesting how much she's willing to share about that, that I'm not, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't understand now. Yeah, because you want him dead, but why would you share this information? Why would you tell her that we're one in the same? Why? 
it's 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 very interesting the the entire the entire interaction and conversations. So do you think she's playing a game? Yeah, I just don't know what this end game is. Like is it is it like she telling him to gain his trust because it's not really working. Right. Um, and I don't know if she doesn't realize that or if she's just going to keep pushing down that, like not changing her course there, that eventually he'll trust her to, for her to be able to get close enough to, to do what she needs to do. But then when she notices that also that he's like hurting, he's getting sick and like he's kind of dying, like she kind of gives him advice about how to get over it. Mm. Why not just let him die? Why not let him just like kill himself in that sense, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know. No, no, I was just saying I don't know what to make of it. Because when we were introduced to her in her war state, I mean, she was taking everything out. She was like crazy, right? To yeah. be feared in so many different ways because of her abilities and what she can do. And now we're seeing her as this... Um, this Humanized. Yeah, this humanized um, person with kind intentions and manners and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just interesting to watch. Like, now am I supposed to not see her as the person that had all these worms and just taking everything out? You know? And then we're seeing her, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that uh, particular uh, part. So yeah, and it's just the way that she like when she shortly after when like she was explaining how she got past her feeling sick and, and the artifact kind of killing her some way. The way she explained it and spoke about it, it was in such a, like a kind way and like a memory of her remembering what she had to endure to provide that information to him. Like, is she trying to pull him to his, her side or? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely weird. This like this humanized version, caring version of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, and I wonder if anything that we're seeing now with her and how she's uh, behaving is going to have anything to do with when we saw the scenes of her being a child and what took place, right? if that comes back in terms of a vision in any way, shape or form on why she's choosing to behave the way she is. Maybe she had to do the things that she had to do because she had no other choice. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to find a way to save herself and chief might be the, the person that can help her do that. So she no longer becomes the, she's no longer the enemy. She becomes like an ally. Right. And then they take on the covenant with her on his side kind of thing. Like, it's kind of weird, like the exchange. Anyway, I'm, go I'm going ahead of myself. But anyway, so let's do. Uh, so from there, we do Cortana finds Halsey, right? Through through the, I guess, the, the gap or the non-patch section. Pinhole. Yeah, the <laughs> pinhole, right? And she was able to make it through. And, and the assistant says, hey, there's no... There's no you know, there's no breakdown on everything that I've created kind of thing. Like, so to kind of like, just watch yourself. Don't talk crazy. So we have that, that particular exchange. What did you think about that whole thing? I think he was slightly offended about, you know, his intelligence and capabilities being questioned. But I also the same, like, don't you dare diss me in front of the woman that I love. Right. <laughs> right. A lot going on there. Um. And and again, this is what I mean. Like, Cartana, you got this information. You know what is happening. Like, I guess it makes sense. I mean, Dr. Halsey did say that, what you know, when she was explaining and having that conversation with her, you know, her assistant, like, what does an, like, this ever-knowing, growing AI do when they have nothing to do? They go and find their creator to hopefully find something to do. Um, So that was uh, very interesting that, Halsey automatically knew that. And that's exactly what Cortana did. And Cortana is so complicit to helping her and giving this information and just like spying and doing all this, knowing all this information that's going out and like how it is wrong. But then I don't know to what degree does an AI understand human decency. Mm. 
other than she's supposed to trust and be a part of Master Chief, who obviously knows like this is wrong and messed up. Yeah. So, yeah. So definitely a lot there. So the the next three things, three items, they are kind of fluid. So I'm going to mention them with the exception of the last one. So uh, Chief of Miranda Keys in the lab again. And then from there, uh, in the midst of all that, uh, Mackie inquires for Chief because of, you know, the stone situation. And then Chief goes to the stone to, you know, touch the stone again. So what what was your take in, in those sequence of events uh, towards the tail end of the this particular episode? Um, I think that's a huge difference between Miranda Keys and, and Dr. Halsey is that Dr. Halsey obviously always wants that information and she's always curious. Um, but she doesn't really trust the decisions that Chief makes because it's not really coming from her in a way. Whereas Miranda, it's like, okay, you're really sick, but you really want to do this. Right. You know what? I'm going to trust you. Let's go and do this. Right. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't die. Right. Yeah. You know, just like, you know what? I'm just going to have faith that you know what you're doing and that I can trust you to, to you know, follow through. And I think with all the experience and, you know, Maki living with these different artifacts or stones and developing some type of psychic connection with them, obviously know something's going on, which I think that Master Chief will be able to to do that eventually. But he has so many questions still. He's got to, he has to see what happens. And to see that, you know, you have Cortana showing the stats um, for both Maki and um, Chief just to be spying on them. Again, Cortana, what the heck? Trying to get all the data, yeah. Yeah, which you would think that all of that stuff, like if you have somebody cut off, you really cut them off. Right. <laughs> but no, Dr. Halsey has all this access still, thanks to Cortana, which really slight oversight there. Um, to see that connection that they really do have. Uh, when, when I say they, it's the connection between Chief and Maki and the stones and the artifacts. Yeah, that was weird to me. I don't know what to to make of that right now and what what that represents. And I know they're taking some some privileges, right? Some creative privileges to create a story that is super believable, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I feel about it yet, right? So from there, we get the chief and the stone thing. He almost dies, right? And then they go to this um, serene metaverse place, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So they get there, and it's like they look at each other, and they approach each other, and he kind of like touches her face, and it's like, then you have the halo ring, you know, around them and you hear the halo theme, you know, uh, behind the whole thing. I'm like, I don't know if I sign up for this part. Okay. Well, <laughs> you, you mean you don't want to, you didn't want to see them meet under the halo? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if I signed up for that. It's very interesting how they're, they're, they're putting this in creatively. Uh but in this in this particular scene, which I want to bring up, okay, we'll finish up this conversation. I have one more thing to bring up after this, but I I I it's very weird in in a sense. But I, I also see this as a very big turning point for Maki. Like it's a turning point for Chief too to experience this, but he'd listened to her advice and gave in to the artifact. And when he did, it made it easier for him. And now I feel like he has this certain level of control and, and kind of understanding that he developed with these artifacts and these stones. But for Maki, I think it's a turning point for her to see kind of potentially possibly turn against the covenant. Right. 
because like when they walked and they in this field or whatever and they walk in they walk up to each other there is a way that she reacted to his touch like i i don't know if it was like wow we can touch each other or i've never had anybody touch me in this sort of kind way like i don't see the covenant ever like cradling her yeah i don't know if i signed up for that but well go ahead go ahead yeah but to see like this like oh this isn't this isn't a hand out of discipline this is a gentle touch i wouldn't know if they're gonna be in love or anything like that but like there's a a kindness in the way that she reacted to that um i don't know i and i also take it as she's never experienced that before in all of her years dealing with any of the stones Okay. So that was like a whole other new experience that she is shocked by. And that even though she understands that they're one in the same, to understand like we are one in some sense. But what's going to relate her that I wanted to bring up is literally just before that scene, when she was like, she needed to to see the chief and she knows something was happening. Then she was aggressive to that nurse that was with her. Right. Just before she went into that seizure, she brought out her little energy dagger out of her, her finger, which you cannot tell me that that nurse did not see or notice that she kind of ratted herself out. Right. So I, I, there's there's going to be distress. Like this thing is on the covenant side. Do not trust this thing. Instead of being in a nice little care ward, um, we're going to put you in a prison block now. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done. But what is it? What is it that you're not buying into on that? I part? I don't know. I I didn't think that this was going to to become like a a like drama drama right i love the sci-fi thriller aspect of it i didn't think it was going to become a drama maybe it's just me you know but here's here's how things can play out that as i was saying earlier she may become an ally and you know the thing that keeps popping out of her finger may be something that she's trying to get rid of right we see it, I don't know, well, I, I'm, I'll just speak for myself. I see it as something that has been much of a reminder of what she's trying to get away from. You see what I'm saying? I guess. But, but I mean, I'm... Thin. I know, I know, I know. There's no way for me to prove that. I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm just talking right now. So, so we haven't necessarily seen her use that as a weapon against anybody, right? We she haven't. She killed the dude on the plane or the aircraft when she took over the worm guy. Did she kill him with that or she killed him with the other worms? She stabbed him in the head. She did stab him in the head with it? Yeah. Okay, I have to go back. All right. So, um, so yeah. So, I don't know. I just feel like there's things that she's trying to get away from. She's, in my opinion, looking for a sense of normalcy. And as you mentioned, you know, with the gentle touch of the face, you know, yada, yada, you know, she's looking for that. That experience for her was very different than, as you mentioned, the years of experience that she's had with the covenant, right? Mm-hmm. Humans are the worst. We share the same enemy. And even when she was talking to the warrior, when she said, we share the same enemy, did he need that reassurance? The warrior, did the warrior need that reassurance? Or she's just saying that because it's what she was taught to say. I think it's both. Do you see what I'm saying? So I believe that she's going through whatever she needs to go through to get her end goal herself not just what the covenant wants in my opinion but anyway we have chief and mackie in wonderland that's what we got at the last scene okay <laughs> i had to find a way to put that in there somewhere and that's where we are uh any any additional thoughts no no i'm looking forward to this thursday's episode yeah that's gonna be interesting that's gonna be interesting so yeah so that was episode 614 and episode 6 of the Halo series Daniela where can they find you they can find me on Twitter Twitch 
You can follow Instagram, Miss DJM and Andrew, where can they find you? You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. And until next time, take care. Bye, guys. <laughs>